The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. Start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's the Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Tuesday morning to you. November 14th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in, Patrick. Look at that sky. Isn't that beautiful this wow. morning? We've got a lot of sun already. I mean, like clear sky. The sun's now just coming up. A few little wispy, happy little clouds out there, huh? <laughs> As if Bob Ross painted them himself. And a little pink, a little orange, a little yellow. It's just, it, it, what a good start. I love it. It's going to be a beautiful day through the day. And then of course rain rolling in but national pickle day it's national pickle day i've got that on my copy okay so i believe in my own non-scientific observations people generally fall into one of two camps you either love them or you don't want to have anything to do with a pickle I think you're absolutely right there. I am in the camp of I love them. I love them from the bread and butter to the dill to the sweet relish. mm, Pickle, pickle, pickle. (laughs) Okay, so here's I I now I now I wonder if though this puts me in the medium category. I do enjoy pickles. There's a sandwich shop that has that I think they make them themselves. These spears Mm, of pickles that go alongside your sandwich. I love it, but I don't want you to put the pickle in my sandwich ah, okay. i want it on the side because i don't it, it i don't know what something about the sour i mean i won't pick it out like if we're going to go to a restaurant i won't embarrass you patrick by picking out the pickles from my sandwich i just prefer them on the side i was just thinking about the little gherkins <laughs> those mm. little gherkins. i mean think of all it's like a, a pickle bonanza yeah yeah i love it I, so it, here's another thing mm-hmm. Which I can't figure it out, but I noticed this when I was walking, and I mentioned this to you yesterday. I have discovered, I knew it was big, but I didn't know how big pickleball has become. And I walked through two parks on Sunday, and the courts were packed. There were people waiting, and there were little kids waiting. So, I mean, it's it's intergenerational. It's not just older folks playing pickleball. It's cross the border. Then I turn on the TV. There's Tony <laughs> Romo hosting like a national pickleball pickleball tournament. tournaments. It's huge. Huge. Where's the pickle? No pickle in pickleball. I did not see a pickle anywhere in sight. So I don't. Where do they get the name? The pickleball's not even green. No. Like a pickle should be. So National Pickle Day, we should discover the mystery of pickleball. Why is it pickleball? Okay. They get serious with their pickleball, too. (laughs) Those senior citizens, they're messing around there. No, no, the kids, too. This is not recreation. This is serious competitive sport. (laughs) Looks like fun, actually. (laughs) Hey, Patrick, before we get too far into the day, too, I have got a big announcement, a very special message I need to send out there today. It is the good deacon's birthday. So oh. I, I, this, ha- now this happens sometimes too. He was up early this morning along with me and I was, you know, going through my routine and I walked out the door and I completely forgot to say anything to him. So I'm coming up the tunnel this morning and I went, it's his birthday today. So I immediately called him and said, happy birthday. Now, as you get to a certain 
part of life. We want to celebrate it, but we don't have to celebrate his birthday tonight. It's midweek. There's lots going on. He's actually going to be part of Encounter Ministry School tonight. Oh, busy. And so we're busy. So we're looking ahead to the weekend. And so we might get a little weekend away. We've been talking about going up to visit. While it's only 20 minutes up the road, the Alene Hotel is open now. I said, I, I that, that could be kind of just a nice, we'll go down and have a nice dinner. Uh, they've got some great restaurants there and then maybe just stay the night at one of their new hotel rooms. And I understand the pickles are fantastic. <laughs> the pickles are fantastic <laughs> for sure. So, oh, uh, well, enjoy some kind of pickle-ish I will, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I'm going to go check, but I think there are some bread and butter pickles in the fridge. So maybe <laughs> just, breakfast. Breakfast and champions. Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it is going to be a fantastic Tuesday. Fantastic morning blend today. What do you got coming up? Well, the USCCB has started their fall plenary, and uh, we'll tell you more about what's going to be going on there in Baltimore is where they're meeting. That's where Archbishop Sample is right now, and uh, we'll tell you all about what's happening there with the bishops. All right. Well, Pat, last night I got into the attic and I started the process of putting up my little Christmas village. It's, it's, an event. I got to get kids involved. And I had to spend last night, though, pulling off leaves. Four of my trees don't light up anymore. So I had to pick all the lights off of them to get new lights strung on them. The reason why I bring this up is here we celebrate the our Lord's birth in a big way whenever we can. But for Christians in the Holy Land, Israeli government is asking them to please tone down their Christmas celebrations because of what the country is going through right now. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what's going on there as well. So we do have a great show ahead for you on this Tuesday morning. We're going to kick things off with Kyle Sinkuli from The Cross. We are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Matcha Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Tells you you don't have to hide. 
souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. That's Kyle Sincouli and From the Cross. It's the Morning Blend with Pat and Brenda, 709 on your Tuesday morning. And just ahead, we'll check in with the Knights of Columbus. Ken Anderson, the state deputy, joins us after we check that beautiful forecast. You're going to love it just ahead at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. Yeah, you would send the Holy Spirit to them send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. What's the best way to stay on top of things in our local Catholic community? Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app is the perfect way to connect directly into all the exciting fall activities. And you can jump right into the middle of it all like a big pile of leaves. Simply search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to materdayradio.com and follow the instructions. In just minutes, you'll be accessing our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. Plus, set a customized schedule of your own prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you tune in to the live broadcast of Mater Dei Radio and download podcasts of all our original programming, including shows you won't find on the radio. Plus, you'll discover our Catholic lifestyle features, news, sports, fun fall festivities on the interactive community calendar, and much, much more. Get plugged directly into your local Catholic community with the Hail Mary Media app from Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 
712 at Mater Day Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. What a day we've got already off to a great start. Look at that sky. Sunny this afternoon, high 53. Then it all changes tonight. 40% chance of rain after one. Clouds are going to increase low about 41. Rain again tomorrow, high 49. But then it clears out again. So we just got that little rain in, in between okay. breaks of nice sunshine. So enjoy it this afternoon. Absolutely. And currently it is a cool 41 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic School in Vancouver. And 40 degrees at St. Philip in Dallas. Well, recently on The Morning Blend, we shared the news that the Knights of Columbus gave away their one millionth coat. This is just one of the many programs they work to ensure that those in need receive attention, especially as we lead and head into these winter months. And the Knights of Columbus right here in Oregon, they work on ministries for those in our own community. Joining me this morning to talk about some of their great programs coming up and how you can join in, it is Ken Anderson. He is the Oregon Knights of Columbus State Deputy. Good morning, Ken. Thanks so much for joining us again on The Morning Blend. Good morning, Brenda. It is so wonderful to be here. I just wanted to share that I recently returned from the State Deputy's Mid-Fraternal Year meeting in Denver, Colorado last week. And uh, we do have our winter months coming up. It was a little bit surprising to me that it wasn't as cold as you'd expected in Denver last week, but it was still a great meeting nonetheless. Well, we are glad to hear that, but we know just looking outside the window, we are moving in through these fall months. Winter will be here soon. And Coats for Kids, that's one of the many great programs that you have for those in need and charitable works. You all work tirelessly to help those in need, and you're always looking to the next thing that you'll be able to do. The Advent season is upon us just a few weeks, and you've got a great program, Night Before Christmas. Tell us what that means. Yeah, so Night Before Christmas, and Night is spelled with a K. Uh, Night Before Christmas is an initiative that we put together a while ago. And basically, it's it's really an end-of-the-calendar-year push and encouragement for every Catholic man to join the Knights of Columbus. And, and the way that we see it is that we're, we're giving these Catholic men a very special Christmas present this year, a, a present that they can give to themselves and their loved ones. It is the opportunity to take upon themselves a life of virtue in serving God and constantly forming themselves in the Catholic faith. The opportunity to be a knight, a knight of Columbus. I think that is a fantastic gift. Maybe for somebody you don't know what to get them. People nowadays, we don't need more stuff. What we want is to have true meaning. And during this Christmas season, to be able to join the Knights of Columbus. Well, that is the, we'll call it the gift that keeps on giving. Ken Anderson is joining us today. He is the Oregon State Deputy for the Knights of Columbus. Ken, so often here we recognize at Mater Day Radio that we can't give. We can't be on the air sharing the good news if we don't have that within ourselves, within our own hearts. And for all of the good work that the Knights of Columbus do, you also recognize for your members, it's important that their own spiritual needs are met. And you have a program, CORE. It's for the heart. Tell our listeners about what you're doing now. Absolutely. This is an order-wide initiative that Supreme is rolling out. And so it's called CORE, it's spelled C-O-R, and it is the Latin root for root it, it, it is the Latin root word for heart. 
And there's a lot of deep meaning to why we call it core. It comes from the phrase core loquitur ad core, which means heart speaks to heart. It means iron sharpens iron. We are forming ourselves and each other as men, striving to bring out the best in each other. And furthermore, core means that as knights, we are fully embracing these truths and virtues down into the very depths of who we are, deep into our hearts. We are making these things at the very heart of who we are. Now, CORE has several components. It's, it's a monthly meeting, and it starts off with prayer, and then it has a component of formation, and it concludes with fraternity. And so generally in prayer, we like to spend maybe 10 to 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, either praying a rosary or the Divine Mercy Chaplet, Lectio Divina. Um, if, the, if the core meeting is happening near the church, they can go to the Adoration Chapel and spend some time in adoration or, or anything similar, really anything that's kind of in-depth prayer time. And then for formation, we read or watch any material that's related to growing as a Catholic man. The Knights of Columbus is offering this book called Into the Breach, written by Bishop Olmsted from Phoenix. Uh, the Knights of Columbus also put out a video series called Into the Breach on YouTube. And they're also in the process of rolling out this new sequel video series called Mission of the Family. And that's meant to help men become better family men. And there are so many other countless resources out there that men can use in these formative moments during these core meetings. And then finally, the final component is fraternity. And this is where men can spend some time with one another doing things and activities that promotes good, wholesome Catholic virtues. When I was in Denver at the state deputy meeting, I was speaking with another state deputy, and he was telling me about this group that holds their core meetings at an axe-throwing place, and then they would go axe-throwing for their fraternity. And I, I thought that was really exciting and interesting. So. I felt like that was something worth sharing. Oh, th that just sounds actually kind of a great time, too. Any frustrations you might have had during the day, you could probably get those out, too, by tossing an axe <laughs> with your good friends. Something, Ken, I wanted to get back to you, because you talked about in that core program about, you know, helping and just instilling in men this idea of a, a family man, that the men of the Knights of Columbus are, you know, the heads of their households, they're raising families. Life can be really busy. The Knights of Columbus, though, recognize that for men to be able to serve, that oftentimes they don't want to leave their families. And what a perfect role model for a family, for kids to see their dads working. So many of these charitable programs that you all involve yourself with allow the Knights of Columbus to bring their younger families with us. Isn't that right? Absolutely. In fact, um, this, is, this is definitely one of the things that the Knights of Columbus is really starting to tailor itself towards the needs of the day. And so we're recognizing that a lot of the Catholic men that really need the Knights of Columbus to help them in their lives are family men, and we don't want to pull them away from their families. We want to help them strengthen their family life. And so that's why a lot of these types of programs, now CORE is for men only, but uh, most of the other programs that the Knights of Columbus do are open to the family and they're family oriented. And it's a great opportunity to bring kids and help kids uh, as well. 
And so we have lots of fun programs. Speaking of fun programs for kids, we have the State Soccer Kick Challenge coming up this Saturday at noon. It'll be at St. Matthew's in Hillsboro. So I'm going to be there, and that's going to be a great time with the Soccer Kick Challenge for years. Oh, sounds like a good time to me also. Well, Ken, like I said, you Knights of Columbus, you work tirelessly all year long and just great programs for people throughout the year. To be a knight before Christmas, where can men go to find out more information about becoming a knight? Absolutely. So it is possible to join online. All you have to do is go to kfc.org slash join, and it'll pull you up to a site where you can fill out some basic contact information, your name, your phone number, your email, your address, and you'll be able to list the parish that you attend and the city that you live in. That way, if you don't know what the council number is that's nearby, you can just list the information and the Knights of Columbus will be able to match you with the council nearest to you. And so that will be an opportunity to get connected with other Catholic men in your area. All right. Fantastic. Well, Ken, thanks so much for the update again. It is uh, just great to know that our Oregon Knights of Columbus are there working so tirelessly for those in need and for the spiritual well-being of our families. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. It is my pleasure. And again, that is Ken Anderson, the Oregon Knights of Columbus State Deputy. I will be sure to add information, the link that Ken was just talking about to join up and to find out more information. You're going to find that link on the podcast of this interview. It's MatraDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Matraday Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat, 722, and just love those Knights of Columbus. My brother Knight's always into something good, and one of the things that they do is if you are a knight, they will pray for you. They will pray for your family. They will pray for you as you go into your great reward as well. And we do that as well with our prayer hotline. We got an awesome prayer team just waiting to hear from you. And during this month of November, of course, we're praying for those holy souls in purgatory. Let us hear from you. Tell us about your loved one. You can find out all about that. Click the pray button at matradayradio.com and on the Hail Mary Media app. And let us pray for you at Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. In John's Gospel, chapter 20, the Apostle Thomas speaks of his skepticism over the appearance of Jesus. When Jesus appears again to the twelve, Thomas believes. Jesus responds, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen me, and yet they believe. Thomas lived a life of faith, preaching in modern-day India, and suffered a martyr's death. Imagine the faith of the Apostles. All gave their lives gladly for our Lord with a steadfast belief in the good news. Being Catholic, we are an apostolic faith, one that brings us to prayer, to mass, to the radio, for Christ. We need to keep on believing by forgiving others, sharing, and helping others in their time of need. 
our solid faith is a virtue that reflects our habit and disposition to do good. This has been a bit of Catholic encouragement from Michael Gisandi. Are you a young adult in your 20s and 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Chris Dohanik, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work and witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to meet other young adult Catholics, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. 725 at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Well, I'm leaving for Texas Thursday. Is Oregon coach Dan Lanning going to follow me? Whoa. Mm, we'll have details on that next. All right. And leaders in Israel are asking Christians in the Holy Land tamp down their celebrations of Christmas this year. Mm. I'll have an update on that story for you as well. Here is Rita West with Victor. And we are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
Notre Dame Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That's Rita West and Victor. Everybody is a winner this morning. It's 7.30. In your news today, as the war in Gaza drags on and other global hotspots escalate, church leaders in both Europe and the Holy Land have again called for peace and disarmament and for acts of solidarity with those who are suffering. In a statement, the patriarchs and heads of churches in Jerusalem asked that Christians in the region refrain from usual festivities during the Advent and Christmas seasons in honor of those who have lost homes or family members. They asked the faithful to pray, advocate, and give generously to relief efforts, saying that in doing so, we will be standing in support of those continuing to suffer. They went on to say, each year during the sacred seasons of Advent and Christmas tide, our Christian communities throughout the Holy Land take great delight in their preparations for the commemoration of the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. However, they said, these are not normal times. The United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, USCCB, opened their annual fall plenary assembly in Baltimore yesterday with a morning of prayer, reflection, and confession. The bishops then celebrated Mass at the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore and Vice President of the USCCB welcomed his brother bishops to the Archdiocese of Baltimore, the first Catholic diocese in the United States and of the Baltimore Basilica, which was the first Catholic cathedral in the U.S. The prayers of the Mass were offered for peace and reconciliation in a troubled world, and the Archbishop pointed out the significance of the plenary opening on the memorial of St. Francis Cabrini. The public sessions of the Bishop's Plenary today and tomorrow will be live-streamed at usccb.org if you want to tune in. A top U.S. Bishop Conference Committee chairman has endorsed a letter Catholic leaders in Puerto Rico have sent to Congress urging them to grant Puerto Rico the same nutrition assistant benefits that U.S. states receive. As opposed to food stamps, which low-income families in the U.S. receive through the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, called SNAP, to supplement their grocery budgets, families, though, in Puerto Rico receive limited assistance through a capped federal grant. Meanwhile, the need for food assistance in Puerto Rico continues to rise as its economic crisis has worsened in recent years due to natural disasters and the pandemic. The letter points out that because Puerto Rico is not part of SNAP and receives a capped nutrition block grant every year, food assistance falls short in of need in the island, where nearly 60% of children live in poverty. The shortfall becomes more pronounced in times where disasters or other emergencies hit. And compared to SNAP, the food assistance program in Puerto Rico is called the Nutrition Assistance Program. And unlike funding for SNAP, which is fluid based on need, NAP must operate within a fixed budget each fiscal year and therefore often falls short of providing the proper level of nutrition assistance when disaster strikes. After a day without bargaining, contract talks are expected to resume today in the ongoing Portland teacher strike in an effort to end the stalemate that began on November 1st. Students will not have any classes again today. Next week is Thanksgiving week and students were already not scheduled for classes. So unless a contract deal is reached soon, students will not have class for at least the next week. 
The sticking points continue to be teacher pay, class sizes, and planning time. Late last night, Portland Public Schools released an update with their calculations about the cost of the Portland Association of Teachers proposals. The PPS estimates that the union's plan would cost $358 million, which is $211 million more than PPS's proposal. The Supreme Court has adopted a formal ethics code for its first time in its history, bowing to public and congressional critics who demand such a policy in the wake of reports about unreported luxury travel by justices and influence campaigns aimed at the court. All nine justices endorsed the code released on Monday. It generally tracks existing rules for lower court judges, but includes some special provisions addressing the Supreme Court's unique institutional setting. The eight-page code says the justices should comply with a set of lower court regulations that limits what gifts federal judges and their families can accept. It says the justices may accept reasonable compensation and reimbursement for travel, food, and lodging. It also contained rules for formalizing when justices should recuse themselves from cases in which their impartiality might reasonably be questioned. And it says justices should avoid various types of political activities. In sports, Oregon coach Dan Lanning shot down speculation that he could be a candidate for Texas A&M's coaching vacancy, saying yesterday that there is zero chance he leaves the Ducks. Lanning, in his second year at Oregon, has been mentioned as a possible top target for the Aggies, which fired coach Jimbo Fisher on Sunday and will pay a record $76 million for him not to work. Oregon in July gave Lanning a one-year contract extension through the 2028 season and a significant raise to $7 million annually while boosting his buyout to $20 million if he elected to leave. Lanning 37 is 19-4 and in his second season at Oregon, which is number six in the college football playoff rankings and in second place right now in the Pac-12. A question for you, Pat. Do you know... What were the first words spoken by a human in the Bible? The first words spoken by a human in the Bible. Think about this and see if this is what comes to mind. So have you ever thought about that? God in the first being to speak in the Bible. And he said, with authority and power, let there be light. So that is the first quotations Uh in the Bible. God speaks. Of course, God the creator, not human. So what was the first human to speak? I think that should I know, give you but, an idea. Okay. Humans don't come on the scene until the sixth day of creation. Adam is the first human to be created, but his first words aren't recorded until Eve is created. Then when Adam sees Eve, he speaks the first words of a human recorded in the Bible. And he says, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called a woman because she was taken out of man. The first spoken words of a human ever written. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. St. John Paul II reflects on these words in a general audience all the way back in 1979, seeing them Adam's first expression of joy. 
That's, those were words of joy. And he says, in this way, the man manifests for the first time joy, even exultation, for which he had no reason before, owing to the lack of being like himself. Joy in the other humans dominates the words spoken by the man on seeing the woman. All of this helps establish the full meaning of original unity. The words here are few, Pope uh, John Paul II says, but each one is of great weight. Prior to the creation of Eve, Adam was alone among the animals, not finding a proper helper to fit for him. Beautiful. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's fantastic. Original unity. I love it. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On a Wednesday, a special event for a great Feast Day at 7 o'clock, there will be Mass for St. Albert the Great at Holy Rosary Church here in Portland. All are invited to attend a Dominican Rite Misa Cantata in honor of St. Albert the Great with liturgical music provided by the wonderful choir cantores in Ecclesia. Ooh, they're good. And of course, they're at Holy Rosary. There's always a wine and cheese uh, reception following in Siena Hall. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. And the question is, will they have pickles at the wine and cheese reception? Because <laughs> it is National Pickle Day. It We're most certainly is. Today. Also, the RC Challenge is coming up. So put on your at thinking Holy cap. Rosary. Yeah, we, we've got a few questions. We'll talk <laughs> to the organizers behind the big tournament just ahead after we check your beautiful weather next. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join me, Sister Anne-Marie Warren, in this prayer by St. Ignatius of Loyola. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all that I have and possess. Thou hast given all to me. To Thee, O Lord, I return it. All is Thine. Dispose of it wholly according to thy will. Give me thy love and thy grace, for this is sufficient for me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdeiradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd, 
I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the voice of the shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 741 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's the morning blend with Brenda and Pat, and we have got a beautiful day developing out there. Look at that sky. Ooh. Boy, it's beautiful. Sunny with a high near 53 this afternoon. That's going to change, though. 40% chance of rain tonight, mostly after midnight, and the increasing clouds will bring us down to a low of only 41. Rain stays tomorrow, and then it clears out during the afternoon with the high of 49. So we've got a little rain in between some breaks of sunshine. All right, I'll take it. I will, too. It is. It's still a very cool 38 degrees at Resurrection Catholic Church down in Tualatin. And they're starting the day at 42 at St. Alice in Springfield. Do you know a group of Catholic young people who would be interested in forming a team to participate in a Jeopardy-style competition? The RC Challenge is bringing teams from as far away as Vancouver, B.C., Eastern Washington, even California have participated before. Now, this year's competition is going to be held in February 2024 at Holy Rosary Parish in Portland, and it's open to youth from 5th to 12th grades. Joining me today to tell us more Karen Orton. Good morning, Karen. Thanks so much for joining us on The Morning Blend. Oh, thanks for having me. Karen, this just sounds like a lot of fun, not only for the kids who are involved, but the parents and the people that help organize and work with these kids. The RC Challenge stands for Roman Catholic Challenge. It is a competition, but it's a great way for kids to learn their faith. What do kids go through when they're on a team preparing for the challenge? It's a fabulous way to learn the faith. Uh, they Each team um, can really develop their own practice schedule or their own strategy, their own methods. Uh, we do give, when teams register, we do give them a general idea of the types of questions, the types of knowledge that um, questions will be pulled from. So they're gathering, they kind of have an idea. What are the age groups that the different teams are formed? I presume that well, what, what are the younger kids are getting a little different than what the older kids are learning. Yes, it definitely progresses through the ages into um, more complex and more difficult and a little bit more obscure knowledge as you get older. The age groups are broken up into um, four different divisions. So the earliest that you can join a team is fifth grade. So fifth and sixth graders are um, joined together for division one. And then we have division two, which is seven, eight, division three, ninth, 10th graders, division four, 11th and 12th grade. Well, Karen, you have been part of the organizing team for quite a while. Do you find that when these competitions are happening, that you're really amazed at the depth of knowledge that some of these kids know about our Catholic faith. Oh, it's absolutely fascinating to watch. The Division One teams are really fun because it starts out basic, and so it's just really cute. Sometimes they get stumped on something that you're sitting there in the audience, and you're just, like, trying to – you're tightening your lips. You're trying to hide <laughs> your face. Like, oh, you know, you know that saint. Um 
but so they're fun. They're cute. They're just getting their feet wet. But by the time it gets to division two, like they are pulling out saints you've never heard of. They know all about the ecumenical councils of the church. They know Latin words. They've dug into philosophy. And so by the time it gets to those division four, 11th and 12th graders, like they are really digging into the depths of our Catholic faith and learning so much. It's really impressive the vocabulary that they learn and just uh, all the church history, church wow. culture. Everything that uh, I feel like this might be an episode of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grade Catholic Student? Because, boy, what <laughs> I have come to know for sure, the older I've gotten, is what I don't know about the Catholic faith is a lot. But if you can create the faith and help kids learn the faith in a way that is exciting, boy, it, you know, what a great foundation for the rest of their lives. Karen, about how many teams do you, do we come? I know in the past you've had them come from far and wide. About how many teams do you expect to join in the competition in February? You know, it's almost a little bit unpredictable this year. We're hoping for like a real comeback because things had been really just roaring up until, you know, 2019. And then unfortunately, we did have to take a break in 2020 and 2021. Sure. We came back last year for the first time after that break, with fewer than normal. Um, it was about uh, 25, between 25 and 30. I can't remember off the top teams. of my head. Be- tw- between 25 and 30 teams wow. last year. And it had been more than that. We're hoping that from across the diocese that we will have schools that maybe are inspired to put together a team or any parish that doesn't have a school still can pull from just families in the parish or from their sacramental prep or religious ed programs, even homeschool groups or just families that meet together and have enough kids in the right age groups, you know, among cousins or siblings. Anybody that wants to dig into the face can go ahead and put a team together and uh, really the only thing that you need to do to be able to get started with that is have a coach who can be the contact person. Okay. And then how many kids make up a team? We need to have four kids on a team. You can, uh, you can have a fifth person as an alternate and then the coach would just be responsible for who will we, who will we swap in this game and swap out and have in the next game because only four students can sit at the table okay. during any particular game. Okay, perfect. Karen Orton is joining us today telling you about the RC Challenge that is coming up February 9th to the 10th. It is going to be happening at Holy Rosary Parish in Portland. Now is the time to start getting your team together. Get registered because the deadline is coming up very soon. So Karen, let us know a little bit about what happens over this uh, this two-day competition. Well, everybody meets and gathers on Friday evening. Um, There's a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement. Everybody is just all ramped up and ready to go for their first competition. And then we get a couple of good games in on Friday. And then the next morning, you come back early Saturday morning, and you have the rest of the day. And it is an elimination bracket style tournament. And so teams will play each other. Um up through the brackets until we have a first and second place team that go against each other for the championship round. 
Karen, that how exciting, I think, for parents to watch these kids go along. A lot of pride. And me as a parent, I always would get a little stressed and hoping that they perform well. And just being on a team like this, it's great to know that they can rely on each other, too, to get through this. There's some prizes, too. There are. Division four. the 11th and 12th graders, will win scholarship prizes. And then at Division One, Two, Three, the younger students actually have an opportunity to win cash prizes. Oh, and no doubt bragging rights as well. That's probably just as good. Karen, you said that you have a couple of questions available. Can you give us a feel for what kind of questions uh, are being asked at the challenge? Oh, are you ready for this? Okay, I'll try it. Now, is, you said it's Jeopardy style. So does that mean that you have to answer like a Jeopardy, like who is or what is in the form of a question? That's right. The okay. answer is given by the MC, and so then someone on the team needs to be ready, and they always have to remember to answer in the form of a question. Okay. Okay. So this is the book of the Bible that describes the Hebrew flight from Egypt. Oh, the flight from Egypt. Okay. So uh, I will say, what is Exodus. That is correct. Oh, great. Ten now, points for I, Team Modern Day. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Uh, now, what, ch- <laughs> I, I, I'm afraid to ask this, but what what level of question did you just ask me? That would be an early Division One question. <laughs> of Not course Not one of the is. more complicated. <laughs> okay, well, I'm feeling pretty confident after that one. Of course, that was one of the level one questions. Karen, let's see if we can kind of push ourselves a little bit. Let's see what those upper level uh, questions might sound like. Yes, indeed. Let's pull one of out, pull out one of those more advanced ones and see how well you're feeling then. This Pope Saint organized an expedition against the Turks, resulting in victory at Lepanto. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, I, I want to say Lepanto, oh, back into the 1500s, you know, I wasn't paying too much attention back then. So how about, uh, who is Pope Clement? Ah, very good remembering the form of a question. <laughs> Unfortunately, oh, that no. is an incorrect answer. So if a team gets it wrong, does the other team get an opportunity to answer? Right. At this point, the MC throws it over to the other team saying, you know, if you would, does anybody have an answer? And then they have the opportunity to ring in. So and what so would they have they said? This wrong, and we would say, who was St. Pius V? <gasps> Pius V. Oh, another one of my favorites in history. <laughs> wow, how complex. That is amazing. And so you said that when a team registers, while it doesn't have all of the questions on there, they, they do get a study guide that'll kind of focus on what level they're at and what, what some of the questions will be. Yes, they'll get they'll get a basic guide of its topics and categories that each division pulls questions from. Fantastic. I will never forget Pope Pius V now, of course. That is fantastic. (laughs) Again, what a great way to learn the faith. All right, Karen, so the competition's coming up in February. When is the deadline for teams to register? There are actually two registration dates. They have the opportunity to hit the early bird registration December 1st or December 15th is the final, final registration date. Just around the corner. Karen, is there a webpage where they can go to or an email where they can find out more information? Yes. If they email joshjonesvancouver at gmail.com, 
They'll get all of the registration information that they need. Well, perfect then. Karen, thank you so much. I feel the need to start brushing up on my uh, Popes in History category, and uh, I appreciate you joining (laughs) us today. Thanks for having me. 753 at Montreal Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. I am far from being ready for any kind of RC challenge, Brenda. Uh, if Mater Day Radio staff, if we put together our own team, I wonder how far into the uh, finals we might be able to get. Finals? I, a, I wonder if we get out of the first round. I think some of our, <laughs> like Regina Chaley High School or the Chesterton High Schoolers, they might just wipe up the competition. We, we, we'd have to get a ringer. We have to get a seminarian in our group. And, and, yeah. That, oh, maybe that, Father Peter. There, there you go. That's how we win. <laughs> we'd, win with a, we'd win by cheating, and I don't think that's in that's the spirit of That's not winning. No. Hey, you know what, Brenda? A week week from today, we have got something really cool happening. Yesterday, we met with our artist and kind of did the layout. We got everything ready to go for our Marion calendar postcard. I love this postcard this year. It is so beautiful. It is. It, you're going to love it. And if you are a fan of Our Lady of Perpetual Help, you're really going to love it. It's a, it's an image that will stay with you throughout the entire year. We've got all the Marion feast days for 2024, and we're going to be sending those out on Tuesday so you can get those right before the the Thanksgiving holiday. And if you don't get one or you want an extra one, we'll have ways for you to do that at MontereyRadio.com. But keep an eye on your mailbox because the Marion calendar for 2024 is headed your way from Monterey Radio. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. I am Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at MontereyRadio.com. 756 at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Headed out to Multnomah Falls today. Don't bother. It's closed. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Next. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. And Patrick, Pope Francis says, parents, you're raising your kids. The best thing to do, lead by example. Mm. Hmm. 
Easier said than done, I think, sometimes, Amen. too. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey, everyone. I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Each religious order recognized by the Catholic Church chooses a day to celebrate all of their saints in November following All Saints Day on the 1st. Today, we celebrate the holy men and women of the Order of the Brothers of the Blessed Virgin Mary of Mount Carmel, or the Carmelite Order. These saints include popular names like Therese of Lisieux, John of the Cross, Cyril of Constantinople, and Teresa of Avila, just to name a few. The Carmelite Order is the only one with little historical documentation, mostly because they credit their origins all the way back to the prophet Elijah of the Old Testament, not a charismatic founder like other orders. Tradition holds that around the time of Elijah, there were Jewish hermits that lived in caves of Mount Carmel, desiring to spend their lives in unending prayer with God. After Christ's death and resurrection, a chapel was constructed and built in honor of the Blessed Virgin Mary in the caves where the community would gather to celebrate mass and liturgies. The order later allowed members to establish a new monastery just south of its original one. It was later destroyed by the Persians and restored in 1185, when some say the actual order was founded. St. Albert of Jerusalem officially drafted the rules of the Carmelite order during the 12th century. Those who desired to take religious vows as a Carmelite took to heart the desire to live in full allegiance to Jesus Christ through daily mass and deep devotion, works of charity and labor, and a total vow of poverty, all through the Sacred Heart of Mary. Following the Black Plague in the 14th century, a majority of the Carmelites found it difficult to follow the order's rules, so they requested for what is called a mitigation, or reduction of severity. Pope Eugenius IV officially released a mitigated variation of the order in hopes of uniting the brothers. The first Carmelite order of sisters was established in the 15th century, when the women were drawn to the life of prayer and solitude the brothers modeled. It was with the help of St. John of the Cross that St. Teresa of Avila also revived the pre-mitigation and established a suborder of Carmelites. Those who continued with the rule mitigated by Pope Eugenius were calced Carmelites, and those who revived the rule set by St. Albert were discalced Carmelites. Through the Carmelite orders developed the tradition of the brown scapular, a brown and white cloth with an image of Mary hanging down the chest and back. It's a popular Catholic devotion that marks someone who has consecrated their lives for Christ through the heart of his mother. Today, may we call upon the intercession of all holy men and women in the Carmelite order who live their life in allegiance to Christ through the devotion to charity and unceasing prayer. May we follow their example and surrender our lives to Christ through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. All you holy men and women of the Carmelite Order, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is a three-minute daily show that unpacks the lives of the saints with practical messages for everyday life. And the saints are awakening to plenty of sunshine today. For more information on the saints and to pray along with Mater Day Radio, check out our Hail Mary Media app at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. In your news this hour, Pope Francis met with members of the European Parent Association saying the only way for parents to teach their children the beauty and importance of marriage and of accepting children as a gift from God is through their example. 
In his talk, Pope Francis reiterated the church's strong support for the right of parents to raise and educate their children in freedom without finding themselves constrained in any sphere, particularly in that of schooling, to accept educational programs contrary to their beliefs and values. Parents must help their children recognize the beauty of life in this world and grow confident and enthused about the prospects of embarking on the adventure of life, convinced that they too have a mission to carry out, a mission which will bring them great fulfillment and happiness, Pope Francis said. Sheet music is now available online for the official hymns of the upcoming National Eucharistic Revival, which were chosen from among hundreds of entries in a contest last summer. The winning hymn and theme song, which were chosen from some 177 entries, were announced in August. Composers Diane Mahoney and Kathleen Pluth both earned a cash prize of $2,500 and the opportunity to have their compositions professionally performed and recorded. The National Eucharistic Revival is the U.S. Bishop's three-year initiative to inspire belief in and reverence for the Eucharist. As part of the revival, a National Eucharistic Congress will be held July 17th through 21st of next summer and is expected to draw at least 80,000 Catholics to Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. A 92-year-old man, let me say that again, a 92 year old man was rescued by Oregon State Police Troopers after he abandoned his vehicles, fell down an embankment, and survived the night in freezing temperatures in eastern Oregon. On the afternoon of Tuesday, November 7th, OSP received a call from a person saying the man, Larry Hendrickson, had not arrived at the expected time. The caller said the last they were aware, Hendrickson had been driving west on Interstate 84 near the town of North Powder in the direction of Baker City. The next morning, troopers found the man's abandoned vehicle on West Airport Road, slightly north northeast of Baker City. Nearby, they found Hendrickson down an embankment covered in vegetation. They said he had fallen down the embankment and survived below freezing temperatures overnight. He was conscious and breathing when Trooper and Baker City police found him. Officers gave first aid to Hendrickson until an ambulance arrived and took him to a hospital where they say he is recovering well. Incredible. It's guardian angels standing vigil for sure. And I think the first responders being well-trained had something to do with that. And in a related story, Brenda, Multnomah Falls, Oregon's most popular tourist attraction, will be closed for most of the day today while the Pacific Northwest Search and Rescue Team performs a rope training exercise in the area. The closure includes the viewpoint from Benson Bridge and spans a section of Larch Mountain Trail from the lower viewing plaza to the top of Multnomah Falls. During the training, the team will use high-angle rope systems to rappel along the cliffside to collect the litter scattered around the often crowded waterfall. So they're going to be training and cleaning oh, up out okay. there. And uh, if you want to watch them, you can. The Multnomah Falls Lodge Visitor Center, its restaurant, gift shop, and snack bar, and the restrooms will remain open during the exercise. So you can be down there in, in the building, but you can't go up on the trail. But you... Yeah, they, 
probably is quite a sight to see. And let me highly recommend the French toast with the lemon curd. It is the best French toast I've ever eaten in my life, Multnomah Falls. I, I love the I, restaurant I, there. I, it is fantastic. And, and I always, especially like, I want, I want to seat near that window oh, yeah. to see oh, yeah. up that beautiful waterfall. All right. That's a good afternoon, I think. Well, the holiday Grinches already out this year. Aww. Thieves hit a shop over the weekend and stole rare Christmas decorations, several Christmas trees, too. Now the owner is out thousands of dollars, but thankfully he's finding support with his friends and community. A walk through Beloke Botanical in North Portland, and you'll see most of the shelves are empty right now. It was early Sunday morning when two people broke into Justin Woodell's shop and stole just about everything they could find, even stealing several Christmas trees. Waddell added that they knew what they were doing and what they were looking for. One of the most expensive items the thieves grabs were nearly 30 different plant uh, plastic Santa decorations. Some of them ex- so expensive and rare, they were valued at nearly $1,000 apiece. The owner believes whomever was behind this break-in had been planning it for a while. Even though he's out thousands of dollars, he's not going to let this break-in dampen his holiday spirits, especially with the support he's been receiving. Waddell said this community showed up. It's uncomfortable to receive support, but this is a time when we actually need it. In sports, it's only Tuesday, but the buzz is already building for Saturday. It's Oregon State showdown against number five, Washington, and it's become the hottest ticket of the season. Racer Stadium, you know, with the uh, new addition, uh, it's smaller now, 35,548 seats and 1,000 standing room only seats. Those are all long gone. The school doesn't expect to have any new tickets available this week. Saturday's game will be the largest crowd of the season at Reeser, which reopened in September after its $161 million remodel on the west side. The uh, Beavers will take on Pac-12 rival Washington, who's on the verge of the college football playoff. The Oregonian was reporting that third-party ticket resellers have plenty of seats like Vivid Seats, StubHub, and SeatGeek if you're willing to pay up to $1,400 for the tickets. Most of the tickets are priced between $200 and $500. And if you want to get a standing room only ticket, that's a cheap $186. Okay. Here's (laughs) a little insider information. I'm pretty sure our good friend David Endress is going to be down at that game. Oh, you know he but will be. But here's what he tells me. He does have the seats. He, I, I believe maybe season ticket holder. Uh, and But he goes, I rarely sit in them because I'm always standing down in the kind of deck area along with a lot of his other friends. So if you do get in, go find his seats. He's probably not there. <laughs> it's going to be a great game Saturday. I can't wait. The month of November dedicated to the holy souls in purgatory. Now, we don't know too much about purgatory. We have some ideas and some visions that people have received. But here's what we do know about purgatory. This is what the Catechism of the Catholic Church states. All who die in God's grace and friendship, but still imperfectly purified, are indeed assured of their eternal salvation. But after death, they undergo purification so as to achieve the holiness necessary to enter the joy of heaven. The church gives the name purgatory to this final purification of the elect, which is entirely different from the punishment of the dam. So here's three things you may not know about purgatory. 
One, purgatory is not a punishment. It is a state of purification. Number two, the souls in purgatory can pray for us, but they cannot pray for themselves, which is why we pray for the souls in purgatory. And number three, we must pray for the souls in purgatory. The purification process can be painful. However, there is also great consolation in the assurance of salvation. The pain, though, I think that they really start to focus on is not a a physical pain. They don't have bodies anymore. It is a pain of a longing to be with our Lord and being denied that until this purification process is done. And of course, you can always remember to pray for them that beautiful prayer, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. And may the souls of all the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. Amen. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Patrick, you will look fantastic in boots and a bow tie because on Thursday (laughs) at 530, it is a dinner and auction at the Shehalem Cultural Center for St. Peter's Catholic Church Boots and Bow Tie event. Auction proceeds will benefit St. Peter's Capital Campaign by raising funds to build a new church and expand the Friday night community suppers, community linen closet, and food pantry ministries. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, Mater radio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. I don't think I could do it now, Brenda, but there was a time I had to dress in a tuxedo for my work. I was a DJ and we had I had to wear a tuxedo and a hand-tied bow tie and I learned how to tie it. That's very it was, impressive. It took me forever to learn how to tie that. So uh, I, if you're going to go with the uh, bow tie Get the clip on. Clip on for sure. Get the clip on for sure. Hey, just ahead, we've got a homily highlight. A dapper man about town, Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, is with us from the cathedral. Coming up next after we check that sunny weather forecast for you at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, Please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. The Catholic Church dedicates the month of November to the Holy Souls in Purgatory. Join Mater Dei Radio as we unite with the communion of saints 
We pray daily for the souls of all the faithful departed and for the intentions of the living through our broadcast of the celebration of the Holy Mass, the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and uplifting spiritual reflections. We also pray for your specific intentions on Matre Radio's prayer hotline. Our dedicated team of intercessors is ready to hear from you now at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or send your intention through matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Unite with us throughout November as we pray for the holy souls and your intentions. At Matre Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 8.13 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, a quick look out the weather well, window. It is a gorgeous morning. I, I mean, look it. at that sunshine is just peering through. We've got a pretty mild and quiet weather day across the region. Clear skies this morning and this afternoon. A few clouds going to make for a very mild temperature. Highs today reaching 56 degrees. And as we move through the overnight hours, clouds going to begin to increase. And we have about a 40% chance of rain, mainly after 1 and 2 a.m. Increasing clouds with a low around 43. Tomorrow, mostly clouds and highs in the lower 50s. Then lots of sunshine on Thursday and Friday. I love it. You can't beat it. What a way to celebrate National Pickle Day. Sunny <laughs> and 42 at the Cathedral School of St. Mary in Portland. And it is 41 degrees at St. Philip's Catholic Church in Woodland. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight from our good friend, Monsignor Gerard O'Connor. He is the rector at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception right here in Portland. When we look at the parables of Jesus, you know, 2,000 years later, we need to put them in context and give them a little bit more explanation or a little bit more commentary uh, than the Jews of the time would have done. They'd have known exactly in great detail what the Lord was talking about at this stage. They would have understand the cultural context of a wedding like this taking place in Palestine in these days. It was a, um, <clears throat> the tradition to have the marriage in two stages. The first would be the contractual side, and then there would be the religious side and the celebration that would come. Sort of like in some countries in Europe now, uh, or say France since the revolution, there's always a civil ceremony, which is the contract, if you like, and it's separate from the religious ceremony. That could take place a month later in the church, but they're separated, and really in many of the countries. Um, <clears throat> so that's the sort of context that we're in, and um, the tradition would be that uh, there could be some, quite some time between the two events, but the man and woman get contractually married, and then the man would go off and buy his house, and put furniture in the house and get it ready for his wife. And that could take six months or so. But when he was ready to bring the wife into his own home, into their home, he would go back to her father's house and have a ceremony of procession from that house to his own house. And that's when the party would begin. And they would have eight days of celebration. So this is what the Lord is talking about. So the bridegroom would send his best men, or his brides, what do you call them, groomsmen, off to the house and say, the bridegroom's coming, get ready for him. And then he would come, he would take the bride and her bridesmaids, these virgins, the wise and unwise, and take them to house 
And that's when they start their celebrations. It's funny, one commentator said the reason why he came at midnight was that he didn't want to take the whole village with him back to his house because then he's got to pay for eight days of food and drink for everybody. So this is why they would come at strange hours. So they just go and tell their family and friends that they're coming and go and do this. So it's rather like, you know, we have a tradition in England, I'm not sure it's an American one, of carrying the bride over the threshold of the house. That was what something the groom would do after the wedding. When he comes back to the house, he would pick up his bride and carry her over into that. So it's like one of these uh, great uh, old traditions. The people would have known exactly what was going on here. The bridesmaids were there to be there with the lambs, to lead the procession, to light the way of the bride to a new home. And that's why we see that we have these unwise virgins, these unwise bridesmaids who didn't have the oil that they needed. They couldn't trim their lambs properly and get ready for this. So there are some very important things to learn from this parable, I think. Um, Jesus first contrasts contrast the five wise bridesmaids versus the, full ones, the foolish ones wanting us to imitate, of course, the wise virgins. November is the month of the holy souls. It is the month where the church reflects on the last things, the last things being death, judgment, heaven, hell. And so Jesus, by the image, tries to prepare us for the first two of death and judgment so that we may experience the third and avoid the fourth. But if this is to happen, let us learn these three crucial lessons from today's gospel. The first lesson is vigilance. We must be vigilant about the bridegroom's coming, the bridegroom being Christ, of course, right? The Lord will come again. He will come at the end of time. We don't know when it will be, nor the day, nor the hour, but we know he will come. And we need to be ready to go and meet him whenever he arrives. Death for the Christian should not be a scary thing, you know. We don't want to die necessarily right now, but we shouldn't be frightened when someone says you're going to come to the end of your life. We all know that, and especially as we get older. But if we've had uh, this loving relationship with the Lord, then there is nothing to fear. It is the natural consequence of this fallen life that we live, that we go to Christ and be fully united with him. We see God face to face. And he wants the lamps of our hearts to be full of oil, for his coming, to be ready for him. And so that's the first thing, you know, we've got to have this vigilance, always keeping our eye on the bridegroom's coming, always having the eye on death, and not in a morbid sense of the destruction of human life. I'm talking death about the, the encounter with Jesus Christ. That's how the Christian looks at death, not fearfully, but joyfully, really, because we'll be united with Christ. The second thing that comes from this gospel and the image of the bridesmaids is there are certain things that we cannot borrow in this life. And to a certain extent, there are certain things that we cannot lend. We cannot borrow someone else's faith. We cannot borrow someone else's relationship with Jesus Christ. That analogy is very good in this for the wise virgins and the foolish virgins. The foolish virgins have got no oil in their lamps, if you like. They've got no faith in their heart and you can't borrow that from someone else. And in fact, you'd be foolish to start giving away your faith to everybody who wants a bit of it, all right? Because you'd lose yours. And faith is the most precious gift that the God has given you. So you can't, some things you just can't borrow. And faith is one of them. You've got to get that yourself. 
There's a, a famous Trappist author, uh, Father Simeon of Spencer Abbey, who says this about this gospel. He says, the foolish virgins are foolish not only because they neglected to bring their own supply of oil with them to the momentous encounter with the bridegroom, but also because they possess a naive and perhaps even subtly manipulative and self-indulgent view of the society which they belong. They are spiritual freeloaders. They simply assume that they do not have to work for their own oil, that in a pinch anyone's oil will burn just as nicely in their own lamps, that they should not strain themselves to do too much because there are many others who will do their work for them. In the spiritual life, we can't do that. No one can do it for you. No one can have your unique personal relationship with Jesus Christ on your behalf. There can be no vicarious people looking after your soul and your relationship with God. Yes, they can help you. They can pray for you. They can do, do practical things for you. They can educate you. They can try and uh, you know, do all sorts of things. But ultimately, they cannot live your life of faith in Jesus Christ. That is down to you and you alone because you are unique and he loves you in that unique way. He's got one thing he wants you to do, not for me or anybody else. And the third lesson is that there is a time that can be too late. Certain things cannot be obtained at the last minute. In the parable, the unwise virgins went out and they were caught off their guard. They went to buy oil. Another analogy here is that they were out doing worldly things. They were trading for oil when they should have been sat at home waiting for Jesus to come, right? There is a time when it's just too late. And when the master had closed the door, when the bridegroom had closed the door, and they knocked and said, Lord, Lord, let me in, what does he say? He says probably the most frightening words in all of the gospel. Truly, I tell you, I do not know you. And that's it, the end of the parable as such. He doesn't say, I'll let them wait outside for a minute and just teach them a lesson. No, he doesn't open the door to them. And in fact, he says, I don't know you, don't come back. The parable tells us there's a time when there is no more time. There is a point when it is too late. Let us not be ever in that situation. Let us never procrastinate so much saying we're always gonna get a second chance or it's always, we're gonna convert tomorrow. I'll be a better person tomorrow. I'll stop this tomorrow, I'll be holy tomorrow. Tomorrow may never come for us. We know not the day nor the hour. So three important lessons from today's Holy Gospel. Let us expectantly wait for the Lord's coming and be prepared for it at all times. And a recognition that we can't borrow some things. We can't ask someone to give us faith. That would be such a beautiful thing if we could. But we can't. We must develop that ourselves. Let us not procrastinate either. Let us not put off our preparations for the coming until it's too late. Because there is a time when it will be too late. And that is today's homily highlight from Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, the rector at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. If you would like to listen to that homily again or any of our great locally produced shows, head over to materdayradio.com. You'll find all of those podcasts on our homepage. You'll also have access to all of that information on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. 
Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mater Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Mater Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 826 at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat, and where do we stand with the teacher strike here in Portland? We'll update you on that just ahead. And leaders in Israel asking Christians in the Holy Land tamp down to their celebrations of Christmas this year. I'll explain that story for you coming up in three minutes. Here is the thirsting with footsteps. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. I see my footsteps in the sand. I'm all alone and I'm wondering who I am.
my precious child I have never left your side In the times you walked alone It was then I carried you And it don't matter what you do The bridge between your faith and everyday life. Daniel Overrider and the thirsting and footsteps. It's 8.30. And another look at your news today as the war in Gaza drags on and other global hotspots escalate. Church leaders in both Europe and the Holy Land have again called for peace and disarmament and acts of solidarity for those who are suffering. In a November 10th statement, the patriarchs and head of churches in Jerusalem ask that Christians in the region refrain from usual festivities during the Advent and Christmas seasons in honor of those who have lost homes or family members. They ask faithful to pray, advocate, and give generously to relief efforts, saying that in doing so, we will be standing in support of those continuing to suffer. Each year, he goes on to say, during the sacred seasons of Advent and Christmas tide, our Christian communities throughout the Holy Land take great delight in the preparations for the commemoration of the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. However, he says, these are not normal times. The United States Conference of Catholic Bishops opened their annual fall plenary assembly in Baltimore with a morning of prayer, reflection, and confession yesterday. The bishops then celebrated Mass at the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore and Vice President of the USCCB welcomed his brother bishops to the Archdiocese of Baltimore, the first Catholic diocese in the United States, and to the Baltimore Basilica, which was the first Catholic cathedral in the U.S. The prayers of the Mass were offered for peace and reconciliation in a troubled world, and the Archbishop pointed out the significance of the plenary opening on the memorial of St. Francis Cabrini. The public sessions of the Bishop's plenary can be live-streamed at usccb.org. You can catch that today and tomorrow before the plenary wraps up on Thursday. 
A top U.S. Bishops Conference Committee chairman has endorsed a letter Catholic leaders in Puerto Rico have sent to Congress urging them to grant Puerto Rico the same nutrition assistance benefits that U.S. states receive, as opposed to food stamps, which low-income families in the U.S. receive through the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program to supplement their grocery budgets. Family in Puerto Rico receive limited assistance through a capped federal grant. Meanwhile, the need for food assistance in Puerto Rico continues to rise as its economic crisis has worsened in recent years due to natural disasters and the COVID-19 pandemic. The letter points out that because Puerto Rico is not part of SNAP and receives a cap nutrition block grant every year, food assistance falls short of need in the island where nearly 60 percent of children live in poverty. The shortfall becomes more pronounced in times where disasters or other emergencies hit. Now, compared to SNAP, the food assistance program in Puerto Rico is called the Nutrition Assistance Program. And unlike funding for SNAP, which is fluid based on need, NAP must operate within a fixed budget each fiscal year and therefore often falls short of providing the proper level of nutritional assistance when disaster strikes. After a day without bargaining, contract talks are expected to resume today in the ongoing Portland teacher strike in an effort to end the stalemate that began on November 1st. Students will not have classes today. Next week is Thanksgiving week, and students were already not scheduled for classes. So unless a contract deal is reached immediately, students will not have class for at least the next week. The sticking points continue to be teacher pay, class sizes, and planning time. Late last night, Portland Public Schools released an update on their calculations about the cost of the Portland Association of Teachers proposal. The PPS estimates show that the union plan would cost $358 million, which is $211 million more than PPS's current proposal. The Supreme Court has adopted a former ethics code for the first time in its history, bowing to public and congressional critics who demand such a policy in the wake of reports about unreported luxury travel by justices and influence campaigns aimed at the court. All nine justices endorsed the code released on Monday. It generally tracks existing rules for lower court judges, but includes some special provisions addressing the Supreme Court's unique institutional setting. The eight-page code says the justices should comply with a set of lower court regulations that limit what gifts federal judges and their families can accept. It says the justices may accept reasonable compensation and reimbursement for travel, food, and lodging. It also contains rules for formalizing when justices should recuse themselves from cases in which their impartiality might reasonably be questioned. It says justices should avoid various types of political activity. Will he stay or will he go? In sports, Oregon coach Dan Lanning shot down any speculation that he could be a candidate for Texas A&M's coaching vacancy, saying yesterday there is zero chance he will leave the Ducks. Lanning, in his second year at Oregon, has been mentioned as a possible top target for the Aggies, which fired coach Jimbo Fisher on Sunday and will pay a record $76 million in the buyout for Jimbo. Oregon in July gave Lanning a one-year contract extension through the 2028 season and a significant raise to $7 million annually while boosting his buyout to $20 million if elected to leave. 
Lanning is 19-4 in his second season at Eugene when the Ducks are number six in the college football playoff rankings and in second place in the Pac-12. Jimbo is a very Texas-sounding name, I think. Well, Jimbo is, uh, I don't think he's a native Texan, and uh, he's no longer a Texas A&M Aggie as of Sunday, but $76 million to just... To not work. To not work. That is yeah. not how reality is. Just, <laughs> <laughs> that is not how things work. No, that is true. Hey, Monday Night Football last night, remember how we were talking yesterday and was telling you that it was a record weekend for last play of the game wins. Right. So they there were, were how, like they were... four or five on Sunday, and it happened again last night what? with Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos winning on the last play of the game in Buffalo. They beat the Bills 24-22 with the walk-off field goal. So was that five, six games over the weekend that were came down to the very, very last, last play of the game? Oh. Seahawks won one on the last play of the game. Chargers didn't Chargers do didn't. it. Yeah. Well, it happens. Yep. So if you were in the RC challenge, Patrick, like we were just <laughs> talking about, <laughs> and the answer came to you that said these were the first words spoken by a human in the Bible, oh. you would say... Well, I know because I heard you do this story earlier. That's but right. I, I was wrong. I thought it was actually later. Um, I didn't, but I, I like this better. I yeah, like this you better. were thinking thought, it was I when Adam was said Adam, it was that right, woman you was sent that, here. Right, that's what I thought. So, <laughs> But no, it's actually much Much nicer. more joyful, yes. for sure. And if you've ever thought about the first word spoken by a human in the Bible, God is the first being to speak in the entire Bible, saying with authority and power, let there be light. That is Genesis book, uh, chapter 1, verse 3. Right off the bat, God is speaking. However, humans don't come onto the scene until the sixth day of creation. Adam is the first human to be created, but his first words aren't recorded until Eve is created. Then when Adam sees Eve, he speaks the first words of a human recorded in the Bible. When he says, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of a man. That shows up in Genesis chapter 2, verse 23. Now, St. John Paul II reflects on these words in a general audience all the way back in 1979, seen in them Adam's first expression of joy. He said, in this way, the man manifests for the first time joy and even exaltation for which he had no reason before, owing to the lack of a being like himself. Joy in all the other humans dominates the words spoken by the man on seeing the woman. All this helps establish the full meaning of original unity. The words here are few, but each one is of great weight. So prior to the creation of Eve, Adam was alone among the animals, not finding a helper fit for him. I love that. The first words of a human recorded in the Bible was of joy as even exultation. Perfect. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Saturday at 10 a.m., it is Surviving the Holiday Seminar, a grief share event. It is at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Tigard. This seminar is especially for people who are grieving a loved one's death. 
Gain help and hope as you navigate the Thanksgiving and Christmas season. $5 for materials to attend. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. She is the digital diva. Yes, we're talking about Sarah Kinsey, and it's our Tech Tuesday. We're going to be talking about what's going on for veterans and Liturgy of the Hours, which would be maybe a good habit to get into for Advent. Sarah checks in with us next after we look at that beautiful, sunny, joyful weather forecast at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. During the coronavirus pandemic, the 43,000 young people in juvenile detention centers around the country weren't allowed to receive any visitors. Enter David Dominici, co-founder of the Maya Angelou Schools, a set of alternative schools in the Washington area. David came up with the Care Mail Project, it matched up volunteers with young people in detention centers, offering them the opportunity to become pandemic pen pals. The response to this project was overwhelming. Florida volunteer Lucretia Murphy told the Washington Post, I wish I could write to 100 kids. They always need encouragement, but especially now. Most of these kids have really big hearts. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Support from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. With the autumn season comes football and tailgating, and there's no better way to score a touchdown than by passing that old vehicle of yours to Mater Day Radio. We're happy to accept your donation of a car, truck, van, RV, or boat. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. Not only that, you are joining a winning team that's supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. So score some points by checking out our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. between your faith and everyday life might want to put some sunglasses on crossing that bridge today boy it's sunny in a big way high up to 53 this afternoon enjoy it because it changes tonight 40 percent chance of rain rolling in after midnight low about 41 chance of rain tomorrow morning and then it becomes sunny in the afternoon so we've got uh, some rain but sun all around the, that those few showers uh, we'll take it yeah beautiful out there now blinding almost it, it really is because the sun is so low in the sky this time of year currently it is a chilly 43 degrees at holy redeemer catholic church in vancouver and 43 in north portland at holy redeemer parish in portland 
And Sarah Kenzie, our digital media manager, she came blowing in this morning with her sunglasses on her diva sunglasses <laughs> because it is a bright out there. Sarah Kenzie joins us every Tuesday for a Tech Tuesday to let us know what is showing up to inboxes today. We've got a great email that is uh, being put together and Sarah is joining us this morning. Good morning, Sarah. Bright light outside there, isn't it? Good morning. Yes, it's very bright and sunny outside, but I am happy about that. We are, but I am always amazed. Like I said, we're so far north. My family is amazed when they come visit us in the summertime, how long the sun stays up in those summer months. But when the sun comes out during these winter months, we're reminded about how low across the horizon that sun is, and it is blinding out there. But you're right. We'll take it. A pair of sunglasses and a warm coat, and you're all set for a walk this afternoon. Can't wait. Sarah, it is a Tuesday. That means inboxes today. We'll be getting another great email from Mater Day Radio. You're joining us today to talk about some of the things that are going to be in this. And when I opened up today's email to talk about what we're going to do, I was so excited that you included a great interview that I did with Roy Harrington. He is part of an incredible ministry for veterans. And uh, you, you highlight it today in the email. Yes, uh, Brenda, when I listened to it, I, I was just so struck by uh, by what Roy was sharing. Um, he's a, a retired um, Army Services, um, and uh, he uh, just, I, I just really was struck by his sharing about the work that he does uh, with uh, veterans, and he's he's done for a while uh, as a chaplain and um, in other capacities, but more recently um, has been a part of kind of this program that really helps address um, uh, moral injury, which is kind mm. of a new, a newer, relatively newer term, um, but is starting to be recognized um, uh, by the VA um, as, you know, it, it's a thing that happens when, you know, someone in, in the service um, has, you know, has to do something that, you know, they, you know, that they, they don't want to, you know, it's, you know, sometimes violence you know, it might be justified, but it still leaves, you know, that wound behind and, and, or, or maybe they couldn't prevent something or they, uh, they had to witness something that, you know, that was against their morals. And, and so that, that's just kind of speaking to more, more of their need, um, um, for, you know, healing in this area. And I just loved how he talked about his, uh, the program he's involved in called Reboot, um, but other resources as, as well. And he'll describe this a lot more eloquently than I am. Um, but I just learned so much from this conversation, um, about really what's out there, uh, for our veterans. And, um, as we just celebrated Veterans Day, I just thought this was just an important uh, topic to highlight. I think you might want to have some tissues handy if you yeah. listen to that. It, it, we got choked up here in the studio, uh, and uh, it's it's powerful. It's very, very much powerful, and uh, we can't do enough for our veterans. So it's great that this program is in place to help them through that the, that issue. Sarah Kenzie joining us this morning. In case you're just tuning in, it is a Tech Tuesday. Sarah is joining us to give you a preview of the highlight reel from Monterey Radio this week. Sarah, this one makes me a little bit nervous. I, unlike you. Nervous. Yeah, I love to sing, but I am terrible at it. <laughs> you love to sing and you are beautiful at it. Patrick, <laughs> you've got that beautiful voice. Does it sing well also? Absolutely not. Okay. Can, couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. Nope. <laughs> well, um, our good friend, uh, 
<laughs> Miriam Marston, encourage us. She can sing for sure. Encourage us to sing the Liturgy of the Hours. Oh my goodness. Tell us what we've got to do for this. Well, okay. I'll, I'll first of all I'll say it's not as intimidating as it sounds, um, which I think is kind of the point of of this episode. It's uh, an episode of Blazing the Trail, uh, which Miriam does every week and is always fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but her interview this week was with Paul Rose, and he uh, is the founder of a uh, website called Sing the Hours. And it's really to help people pray the liturgy of the hours. And you're doing it through chant. Um, Now, if you've ever been to, say, Mount Angel Abbey, Mm -hmm. they sing the hours. It's not that scary. I mean, (laughs) I I would say, though, you know, if if you're new to that... and you maybe kind of want a little crash course in, in what it means, this is the perfect podcast to listen to. I've been around Liturgy of the Hours my whole life. Um, I grew up going to the Abbey, and I'm familiar with it. But I was learning new things from this podcast um, just about you know the history of music and and liturgy in the church and and just some of the, the simple uh pieces that make up the liturgy of the hours and the way that it was sung um over over many many centuries and um and really if you're feeling like this is intimidating and this makes you Mm. nervous brenda maybe you Mm -hmm. should go to this website because (laughs) what they do is every day uh they they sing the liturgy of the hours so it's in the same you know style that you might hear at the abbey or something but it's individual videos for each day and it has the words there and you can sing along with it so if you're trying to kind of get used to it and sing um in you know the same modes or the same tunes that you know the whole church uses when they when they do sing this um this is a good way to get started so um it, i learned a lot and i i think everyone else there out there will too so it's a good good way to get started um and just a beautiful way to experience this this prayer of the church that we're we're all called, you know, if if we want to be involved with that, um, we're all invited to to be part of that. And we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that we have the live liturgy yes. of the hours with the monks from Mount Angel Abbey on the Hail Mary Media Correct. app. So if, if you can get that stream throughout the day and join them. So once you get up to speed yeah, with it, exactly. maybe make that That's a habit. Yes. But I, I think this would be a great thing to incorporate as we enter into Advent. That's the new church year. So mm-hmm. it's already the new year. If you want to make a New Year's resolution, yeah. why not pray the liturgy of the hours? I like that. During this Advent season too, Patrick, it's a great time to enter into perhaps a retreat, a parish mission. Many parishes are having maybe a holiday bazaar that that you can join in. It's a wonderful time of year, though, to deepen our faith. And many parishes, when they put on these things, they go, Monster Day Radio, we've got this event coming (laughs) up. Can you get it on the community calendar? The calendar is really full for the it month of is December. Packed. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! It's like uh, you know, twenty pounds in a ten-pound sack out there. It's it's <laughs> overflowing. You should not enter into your weekend going, "Gosh, I I have nothing to do. I'm kind of bored." <laughs> there is a one place that every Catholic in the area should be going to to find out what is happening. It is the community calendar at Mater Day Radio. You'll find it under the Get Involved menu. You'll also access it on the Hail Mary Media. app. Yeah, I just want to remind everyone, you know, this is such a great resource. Like you said, it's full, Um, you know, just 
every week uh, Deborah sends me some recommendations uh, for this email, but we always have a hard time choosing because there's so many. So, you know, coming up this next weekend, we have the Chesterton Gala. Next week, we've got uh, a event for the Feast of the Presentation at the Marian Prayer Center. Uh, we've got another one of those beautiful rosaries in the Catholic Cemetery. There's just so so much coming up. So uh, we'll, we'll make sure you um, get a little highlight of that and a link in that email. Uh, make sure you go check it out. There's so much going on in our community. The highlight of the Chesterton dinner, that dessert dash. Oh. It is really cool and very tasty. We'll get competitive. Yeah. Patrick, you'd be knocking people down to get over to the cakes. And the pickles. And the pickles. National Pickle Day. Well, Sarah, thanks so much for joining us today for the highlight. We look forward to this afternoon's email. Thank you. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Blessings to you all. This is Bishop Peter Smith. Please join me in these prayers of Eucharistic revival from Our Lady of Fatima. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly. I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world, in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifference by which he is offended. And through the infinite merits of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I beg of you the conversion of sinners. Amen. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice, for more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. What's your next mission from God? You do have one, we all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Day Radio. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary.
855 at Matre Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Keep those sunglasses handy today. You're going to need them. Mostly sunny with a high 53. Rain tonight rolling in after midnight, increasing clouds, low 41. Then we got rain in the morning, giving way to sunshine tomorrow afternoon, high 49. I love it. What a great fall day we've got out there. 43 right now here in Stumptown. And closing out our show today, here is Tasha Layton. Love lifting me. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. When I think of those times I'm hurting, I see you. Cause you're there too. And every pain I feel you healing is so Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That is Tasha Layton, and your love is lifting me. It's 8.59. Boy, that gets me pumped up. I, I just look kind of, it's got kind of a cheer to it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
That is fun. How can you not get lifted up? That song looking out the window here on <sighs> Sylvan Hill. It is a glorious morning. It is fantastic. I'm going to get out there and walk today, go see my goats, go see my ducks, and I'll give you a report in the morning. Okay, and I'm going to get out there this afternoon and not rake up any of my leaves for sure. You've got mail. (laughs) I do got mail. (laughs) And that is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. Have a very blessed day.